When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Bengal Tiger podcast. This time, the transfer portal edition of the pod. The portal pod is back. I'm Billy Embody, Matthew Bruni with me on this Friday for you guys kicking off your weekend. Hope it's a good one with AFC and NFC championship games coming up this weekend. Uh, We've got a lot to get to on the portal Uh, today. We're going to jump right in and kind of reset things now because Maddie B, the ad drop date for regular students at LSU has come and gone. Uh, Mm -hmm. So anyone who is in the portal now would have to be a graduate transfer for LSU who has already graduated and still trying to find that spot for them to come in in time for spring practices like Jaden Daniels did at quarterback for LSU last year. So that whittles down kind of the list of of people and players we can watch as far as adding uh, to the roster right now in time for spring. But I will say uh, there's still work to be done in the portal by LSU. Um, And we can talk about, you know, a few of these positions of need that are still out there. Um, And we do have a couple of targets to talk about as well, but the May window for the transfer portal opens May 1st, runs through May 15th. That's when the next round of transfers can enter the portal and then be recruited. Right now, it's the guys that are in the portal. They are in, they are locked in to that portal. They can be recruited. Um, Give me your take. What are some of your top positions of need and kind of how the portal stands for LSU right now as far as what they can accomplish in the spring? Yeah, um, I I got asked this question on the the radio um, yesterday. It was like, do we think they add anybody before May? Do we think they add? Do we have? Do they have to wait till after? Um, you know, spring practice and stuff like that. So, the, for everybody to understand that the ad drop date has passed uh, for regular students, that is an important um, line of demarcation, I think, as we move forward here. Um, and I think it does put LSU in a position where they can be. A little bit more patient moving forward. Um, they want, uh, however, they want to approach uh, the spring ball. They can focus on that and then kind of worry about transfers after that. We've mentioned it before. I think they have around six scholarships left to play with. I think that's going to be enough to get a couple more impact players out of the portal. Now the question is at positions like center, um, linebacker. You know how good of players can you really find that can make an impact? Because they already have you know, quality players at both those positions, um, even though I think at linebacker, they definitely need depth uh, at center. At this point, they're just trying out different options to see. And they have Charles Turner as a backup if they need him. Obviously, he was a great, he was a really good starter for them this year, but they are always looking to improve. 
so I think those two positions are ones that jump out to me. Shea has talked a lot about uh, the safety position uh, and the lack of depth there, uh, even though they did bring on a lot of freshmen there uh, at the safety spot. I think that could be a spot they are looking to add. So those three are the three that come to mind. Um, I think they're fine at running back. Uh, Shea has also mentioned tight end. I think you mentioned that as well at some point. So if you throw in tight end in that spot, I think those would, that would make for four players. Um, if they can, you know, fill three of those um, after spring camp, I think that'd be, that'd be a welcome addition. Yeah. And, and one thing that we'll note here is, is, you know, coaching changes are going to happen. You know, there's going to be coaches around the country that take new jobs after national signing day. So what does that mean for some of these players that, have been around their programs for a while, maybe they end up looking for new homes. That could be something that pops up when their new coach comes in. Maybe they don't jive. Maybe they bring in their own players. Maybe they have designs on bringing in someone from their previous stop after this May window or during this May window when it opens. You know, those things can happen and those things can impact the, the players that are available in the portal. Um, we'll see that, that happen. Um, it happens every year. Uh, and and certainly with the transfer portal, it allows for players to maybe leave a little bit sooner uh, than than maybe they would originally do that with spring yeah. ball coming up as well. Uh, one thing, uh, I, I think at some point the NCAA, if your position coach leaves, you should be allowed to enter the portal. Yes. Um, you know, I would say roughly 10 days after the the dismissal or the coaching change or what have you. And then 10 days after um, the new hire is made, I think that'd be a good tweak to the rule uh, yeah. when it comes to, to the transfer portal window yeah. that they have in place. Yeah. Cause the, I mean, we always hear about obviously head coaches, but as we know, and everybody knows at this point, I mean, position coaches are, you're really day-to-day guys that you deal with um, more so than anything. I mean, coordinators also one you could throw in there. Um, but yeah, it, it is interesting. Um, the situation else using, cause then if you flip it, it's like, do we think anybody's going to leave uh, LSU after the the spring practices in that May window. And I, I just can't really see it. I'm trying to look at positions that are maybe full that they're like, okay, somebody could lose a job and, and, and leave. Obviously Walker Howard's already left. That was kind of the big one. It's like, what will the quarterback position be after spring practice? Um, the only other position I could maybe see a player leaving um, because it is maybe just too saturated would be running back. But I feel like everybody in that running back room kn- knew what it was or knows what it is at this point. Like, you know, if you're Armani Goodwin, Noah Kane and Noah Kane already transferred. But if you know if you're Armani Goodwin and, and guys like that, that you're going to be in a room with six players in it. Two of those are freshmen. The other four were here last year. So, you know what the room is, it's the same coach, it's the same group. Um, but I was asked that question as well as like, do we think anybody leaves? And I know. Obviously, there's a lot of circumstances that could change between now and May over the next four months, but that I, I just can't really see it. I think that might be hard. Maybe, maybe defensive line back in defensive lineman. Uh, just I don't really see it. Yeah, the only the only position I would say that I I could see any attrition would be offensive line. Um, you know, mm-hmm. a backup backup, uh, maybe yeah. looking for you know, another, another opportunity elsewhere and, and, you know, had to get into, you know, the spring and see how it went and see if they could take that next step and, you know, jump some players. But um, yeah, I, I would say offensive line for me would be the only one 
There's a reason why they're still trying to add a center. They want to add competition to that position. They want to yes. bring in somebody that can compete right away. So someone in that center competition is going to be even farther down the depth chart if they can accomplish that. Um, and right now, they're not going to have somebody in spring practice. And, and in all likelihood, they're not going to bring in somebody that's going to be here for spring practice. And, and let's kind of go into that. You know, one target to know on the offensive line right now is Ja'Kai Clark. Uh, the Miami offensive line transfer. He started 39 of 42 games over his career in Coral Gables. Um, definitely an interior guy, a center. I don't necessarily think he's somebody that you bring in and say he is a clear cut going to come in and start like a Jake Renfro would have been who ended up going mm -hmm. to Wisconsin. Um but Sky Clark is a Grayson kid. You know, there's that connection that I was about LSU. to say that. I, I noticed that too. And I was like, oh, that, what are the odds? Yeah. And, and so LSU continues to kind of chip away at that Grayson connection. So they're going to be a factor here. It'll be interesting to see if they do get him on campus for a visit for spring practice. In, in my talks with him, he's going to visit SMU this weekend, where basically his entire coaching staff from, you know, a couple of his years in Miami are now coaching at. Um, so he knows the the practice style. He knows the offense. He doesn't need to see them practice at SMU. That's why he's moved his visit up. Uh, he originally said March. He wanted to get there in March. He's going to graduate in May. So now that leaves the door open for a school like LSU, Missouri, West Virginia, uh, to be able to jump in and say, you know what, we're going to uh, – bring him in for an official visit and kind of see how it goes and see if he fits. Um, it'll be interesting to see if LSU can get him on campus um, and just kind of how that whole situation goes with the amount of experience he, he'd bring to the position and um, just kind of that, that veteran mentality. Yeah. And, you know, people are always are, are kind of like, well, Charles Turner just played really well at center for a year. Like he, he wasn't great. He wasn't all conference or anything like that, but he, held it down. I mean, they gave him the most improved player award at the banquets. Uh, he was raved about by, by his teammates because of his communication and just his uh, consistency and how much he improved over the past year. Um, and they go after Renfro, obviously don't get him. They're now going after Clark. Um, I think Marlon Martinez will compete with Charles Turner for the starting job, whether they get um, Clark or not. So it's like, you're they're always going to be looking to upgrade um, at any position uh, if there's any question mark there. And I, while I think Charles Turner is a good center um, at the end of the day, he is, he has a lower ceiling than some of these other players. That's why they tried out Garrett Dellinger to see if it worked. That's why they're trying out the transfer portal to see if they can add somebody. So it's kind of just a spot they're in. I mean, no position, even if you started a whole year at this point, your, your job is not safe unless if you are a bona fide, you know, stud at this point yeah and and speaking of bona fide, bona fide studs uh, a multi-time all aa or all acc uh performer and nick jackson out of virginia is in the transfer portal and has taken a few visits to auburn oklahoma he's going to check out iowa this this weekend um smu's another school that's been in the mix there with their former strength coach there um lsu has been poking around i'm told lsu's trying to get him on campus for an official visit and it'll be very interesting to see if they can do that. They landed Omar Spates, big-time addition out of the transfer portal from Oregon State, who has over 300 you know, career tackles over the last few years. But 
they still need another piece in that linebacker room, in my opinion. And, and Nick Jackson would be a tremendous fit. Um, LSU is, is among the schools that are trying to address the linebacker position with more talent and more depth. I would just say right now, though, there's not much out there. And so Nick Jackson with Jordan Arsimo's connection to Virginia, they've got West Weeks, uh, you know, in the fold already. This would be a player that they would love to get to campus. And if they did, that would really solidify the linebacker room, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I, I think because of my question marks about Harold Perkins and where they ultimately want to play him full time, uh, I think you have to look to add another linebacker. My, and I don't want to say it was a concern, but my thought going into this was I just don't know how many options there are outside of Nick Jackson right now. So if they don't get Nick Jackson, do they add another back end, you know, depth piece like Colby Fields? And I, I could see that happening potentially. So um, Nick Jackson will be the big home run swing. We'll see what happens. Um, like, like we said, there is a second portal window. Maybe a couple guys open up there. Um, but I just – I don't think they're going to bank on that per, um, per se. You know, that's hard. You have a 15-day window there. So, um, ultimately, I like Omar Spates a lot. Um, I think he – I mean, he's been raved about by everybody, it seems like. So, I think expectations are going to be higher for him to step in uh, alongside Greg Penn, alongside Harold Perkins. I think West West and Whit Weeks are very, very solid players as well. So you have a core. The question is obviously with depth and if there are injuries, if they're, you know, if you need to shuffle players around. Outside of Spates, I don't think there's another player in this group that has more than two years of experience. So you're looking at if they can get Nick Jackson there, then you look at the linebacker position like, okay, now there are no question marks in my opinion. Yeah, I completely agree. So uh, they'll continue to monitor that that group as well as safety too. And there really aren't many safeties in the in the portal that we could even really touch on yeah. uh, right now as far as LSU goes. Um, but that's another position they're going to continue to keep an eye on and and you know dig deep in and see if they can add some some more talent there. So we'll be watching, especially those three positions that we really touched on: uh, offensive line, interior, uh, safety, and linebacker uh, for LSU in the transfer portal which uh, that new window will be here before we know it in May. Uh, May 1st through 15th is when that second portal window opens. So we'll be tracking that. Uh, but before we get uh, to the rankings that you just released at the Bengal Tiger on the transfer portal, we've got to talk about our friends at Rogue Shop. Richard and Char, husband and wife, um, are craft cannabis farmers who specialize in small batch sustainable plant medicine, giving you a true holistic type of small business. They're veteran-owned, rogueshop.com. Uh, they have their small indoor uh, cannabis grow and manufacturing center. They do everything by hand. Um, and we've partnered with them to give Bengal Tiger subscribers 10% off of your orders. The promo code is Tiger. For 10% off all your orders, they have Delta 8, Delta 9, CBD, and AH, uh, HHC. They're all lab direct. They don't use middlemen. Um, and they have everything from gummies, tinctures, um, creams, pre-rolls, dabs, uh, lollipops, hard candies, all of those things. Um, I tell you what, I played a uh, beer league hockey game that started at 1030 at night, Maddie B, this week. And... How do you fall asleep after that? The adrenaline's running. 
Um, yeah. If you have trouble sleeping already, it can be hard. Um, but I had some of that pain cream, just kind of rubbed it on the back of my neck and I was out like a light um, and was able to just crash and, and woke up feeling refreshed and ready to go um, despite, you know, getting home from that game around 1230. So uh, I can say if you have trouble sleeping, um, if you have pain in joints or different areas of your body, try the pain cream. I've enjoyed it. Um, my brother likes the gummies. I gave him a couple of those. Uh, he really enjoyed those and uh, those knocked him out as well. So um, in a good way, you know, you get a good night's sleep. If you have stress, if you have anxiety, trouble sleeping, check out rogueshop.com. Um, it's all organic. It's all run through um, Botanicor and ACS labs or third party tested. Um, they're licensed by the USDA for growing um, and they will, uh, you know, give you a handwritten letter. You know, I got the box uh, of our uh, trial stuff that came with a handwritten letter from Richard and Shard, but that's every box. That's not just because we're partnering with them. Um, and if you go to rogueshop.com, use the promo code BANGLETIGER for 10% off. And by the way, chat with Richard and Shar most likely too. They'll be on the other end at rogueshop.com to answer any questions you have in their live chat feature. So we appreciate rogueshop.com. Again, the promo code BANGLETIGER for 10% off all your items at rogueshop.com. What position do you play, Billy? I play center. I've played a little defense um, in the past, but I'm, I'm playing center uh, for our team this year. Our, our winter season or our uh, fall season technically just ended. We're about to uh, fire back up the winter into spring uh, season. So a new slate for us. We missed the playoffs after uh, advancing to the championship over the summer. So Real, a, little yeah. of, a little bit of a setback this fall. <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying to bounce back. Um, um. Yeah, that's uh, real, real quick. Yeah, that's I've only played in one men's league basketball um, in my life, and we didn't know how good the competition was going to be. So we signed up for there's an A, B and C league. We signed up for the B league. Oh, boy. And uh, it was we should have signed up for the C league. And I'm not even sure we would have won in the C league. <laughs> we went, <laughs> These would have been competitive, though. <laughs> we went one and eight. And the one game we won was on like I hit I hit a three with a minute left to put us up. And that was the greatest moment of, of my life, honestly. Cap, uh, Captain Clutch. Captain yeah, Clutch. To win Captain. that game felt great. So, anyways, that <laughs> shout out Minsley. I gotta get, get into another one. Oh yeah, air blast. Yeah, play play a few uh, play a game and uh, crush a beer afterwards. So exactly. Um, let's jump into your portal rankings that just dropped on the Bengal Tiger, um, ranking the 2023 portal editions. This is. Um, this is really good because we've talked about on the board at length that on three is reworking the transfer portal rankings, reworking how, how they do them, who does them, all those things. So all these rankings that on three has are certainly going to be, um, you know, changed. Yeah. But uh, your portal rankings, there's 11 transfer editions for the Tigers. And do you kind of want to run them down quickly? Do we Do we highlight a few? Do we... How do you want to uh, kind of break down this 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 run of the the transfer portal rankings? Um, I can run through them, uh, and you can kind of let me know what you can pick a player or two and try to get my my think my uh, my what I was thinking on that ranking or something like that. All right, let's run through it. Uh, Eleven defensive end Paris Shan from Arizona. Ten Jalen Lee defensive tackle from Florida. Nine, Braden Swenson, defensive end from Oregon. Eight, Zy Alexander, cornerback 
um, from Southeastern, seven Deuce Chestnut, cornerback from Syracuse, six Omar Spates, linebacker from Oregon State, five J.K. Johnson, cornerback from Ohio State, four uh, defensive end Ovio Gofu from Texas, three Jordan Jefferson, defensive tackle from West Virginia, two Aaron Anderson, wide receiver from Alabama, and one Denver Harris, cornerback from Texas A&M. So that's the list. Okay, I, I want to start off with that. I agree that Denver Harris is the number one player in this transfer class. I don't think there's any doubt he was headed towards an All-American, uh, a freshman All-American season. He was mid-season freshman All-American for on three before obviously he got into a little bit of trouble in College Station. Um, so that one, uh, no-brainer for me. Um, Clear-cut number one player. Um, and is going to, if he has everything together, be a multi-year, probably all-SEC type performer for the Tigers. So I love the Denver Harris being number one. I think this is where it gets interesting because how much, let me ask you this, how much did you balance this year's, like what happens this year for this group versus the overall impact of their body of work long-term? You mean what happened, like what's going to happen at LSU this year or this past season? At what, like how much did, the, what is going to happen or what you expect to happen in 2023 with these transfers, how much did that impact your rankings versus if they're multi-year guys that oh, might yeah, end no. up being... This is one year. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, one year, probably, uh, 2023 for the most part. Um, I think that was the basis of it. Like, yeah, I didn't weigh too much of multiple years of concern on that. So then I would say when I look at uh this list the one that stands out to me that i felt like should have been probably number three if i look at it and i'm i'm very high on jordan jefferson but i i feel like omar spates should probably be up in that range i mean this is a linebacker room that lost to mario tolan you want more out of greg penn um mm -hmm. omar spates is that kind of that plug that fits right in there and while he wasn't you know elite and isn't probably viewed as an elite guy. Uh, he was still first team pack all pack 12 uh, this past season. He's played a bunch of football. I, I want to say like, you know, absolutely what you're getting. You're getting a very solid linebacker. And if he transitions well into the sec with that jump in competition, I, he, he could potentially sneak onto an all sec list. Yeah. That's going to be the one I knew that Omar Spates was going to be the one. Everybody was kind of like, Hey, that's kind of low. And so I, I didn't mind that. Um, I love Jordan Jefferson. First of all, man, I, I don't know. His tape was really impressive and he's experienced. I think he could step in and kind of be that number three D DT that this team needs. Um, but separate of that Omar Spates, I have him as a 91 as far as rating goes, which could be low again. Uh, as for an all 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 Pac-12 player, like I understand that uh, he's been very very um, productive in his role. I don't. When I watched Oregon State, it felt like he was trying to, or they were trying to get him to do a little bit of everything, if that makes sense. You know, pass, rush the passer. Um, you know, really be aggressive in run gaps instead of like kind of reacting. Uh, he was in coverage at multiple times as like even like a defensive back. Um, so it was it was interesting to watch how they used him. I would just want to see him kind of narrowed down just in a role where he is playing that true Mike linebacker type role or Will linebacker type role. So I, I think my hesitation, my only hesitation is that 
I, we didn't see a ton of those reps on film where he was just kind of playing that true uh, middle linebacker role. Um, he was third, I think, of all linebackers in the Pac-12. No, he had the most pass rushes of any linebacker in the Pac-12. Uh, he had the third most coverage snaps of any linebacker. So it's like they used him in so many different ways. I'm anxious to see how he does as a more conventional type middle linebacker because they already have Harold Perkins if they need a guy who can rush the, pa- rush the passer as a linebacker. So um, I do have a little bit of trepidation there. However, he's a great tackler. I mean, he's really, really talented um, and really experienced. And he has the same rating as J.K. Johnson and Ovia Gofu as far as 91s go. So four through six there, I don't have a problem shuffling them around um, at all. One one that stood out to me is is probably Paris Shand, and and here's why. I agree he wasn't somebody that was dominant at Arizona, bad football mm-hmm. team at Arizona for the most part. Yeah. Um, but Jalen Lee couldn't break through on a bad Florida team, and maybe it's because he checks a box being a, a nose tackle. Um, yeah. And then Braden Swinson is kind of on Paris Shan's level in my mind. And I know you have these guys rated at all 87 as well, but Paris Shan is the one that kind of seems to be on a little bit of an uptick. He's like notched career highs each of the past, you know, he's, he's improved statistically yeah. the past couple seasons. I would have had him, you know, probably at that number nine spot where Swinson is um, and, and had Lee as the, you know, the quote unquote last member yeah. of the transfer portal rankings. Um, and I, I think with Shan, you know, there's almost a better opportunity for him to play with Ali Gay having mm-hmm. departed uh, and him just having to, you know, battle it out with Savion Jones too. Yeah, I think that's a that's a fair point. I expected, you know, Parishan at last. It's hard. It was. I think I had Jalen Lee last. It's funny. I have a whiteboard right here, and as the transfers came in, I was just, you know, watching the film, rating them, all this stuff. I'm a big person. I'm I'm a big ranking slash ratings type of person uh, in general. But um, yeah, Parishand I at nine I think would be I wouldn't hate it. Obviously, like you said, I have the ratings the same. My thing was I like you said Jalen Lee at defensive tackle. I could just see moments to where they need him or they're gonna you know rely on depth at defensive tackle. Um, and then Braden Swenson, I I think there's just a hope in my mind that it works out um, because yeah. ideally I, I can see what the LSU staff was banking on, right? I can see the athleticism there. I can see maybe him figuring it out at the Jack position for LSU where there is an open job right now. Um, but yeah, he just hasn't, hasn't done much at Oregon. So that, that was my hesitation with him, but I do think Parishan, he is the most productive of the three over the past couple of years. So I, I could see him breaking into that, um, you know, into the rotation at defensive end. He just, you know, Quincy Wiggins, Savion Jones will be some of his competition. It'll be interesting to see how he kind of um, jumps in there with him. Well, one plug that I'll make for the bengaltiger.com is you can subscribe for $30 and get covered on all of our premium articles, our on three plus articles until September. So first of all, do that. You also get a Bengal Tigers uh, Founders Club hat. They're still out there. Yeah, I have one. But Shay Dixon, our colleague, did drop a bunch of notes on the newcomers, including multiple transfers. So there are some notes that are worth reading on the board today. It's also a huge recruiting weekend for the Tigers as yep. well, with a couple of uh, prospects committed elsewhere. Some flip watch guys, um, not necessarily flip watch, but flip targets. <laughs> 
uh, hitting campus. So check out the notes on those guys that are hitting campus. One note I will say, I love where you have Jordan Jefferson. I think in terms of guys that are going to make an impact this season, I probably would have had him even at number two because you have a group of wide receivers coming back that, that really impresses me. And Aaron Anderson is going to be a punt and kick return guy. That's important. But you like you just need that big plug at defensive tackle. And I feel like Jordan Jefferson is going to break through with a big season this year in that role as like the third defensive tackle. I'm interested to see how Aaron Anderson breaks through. If it's just in the kick return and punt return game, great. And if he's elite at it, then all right, that's different. But he's still somebody that is is just getting going in his college football career. I would have slid Jordan Jefferson up just one more, but I love that you have him as high as you do. Yeah, Jordan Jefferson, man. Uh, I watched his tape. I think it was the Kansas State game specifically where he was like living in the backfield pretty much. Just really bothered Kansas State. Um, you see it just as you watch his film. It's like the quickness off the ball, the strength. I really think that's a combination to where it's it's like Makai Wingo came over here from Missouri and you could see the talent Makai Wingo had, but Jordan Jefferson has has more production. Obviously coming over here, Makai Wingo was a freshman. Jordan Jefferson had four years at West Virginia or three or four years at West Virginia. So it's a different situation, but I could definitely see a situation where Jordan Jefferson is like right there with a guy like Makai Wingo. And I mean, Mason Smith obviously coming back from injury, uh, we expect him to be great, but Jordan Jefferson is. I loved his tape. He was by he was the obvious number three to me when when watching this, uh, when watching their their tape. Uh, Aaron Anderson, I agree with you. There is a chance there where he doesn't produce as much as Jordan Jefferson does. Uh, that's definitely a possibility, especially with the receiver room they have. My thing is that he adds something that they didn't have in the receiver room, you know, with a five, nine kind of just true slot guy. I mean, we talk Kyle Parker, Agreed. we love Kyle Parker, yeah. but Aaron Anderson could be that, you know, level of guy um, as a former five-star, see, see if uh, he can, you know, stay, stay healthy and stay on the field. But uh, that is my hope for him is that he can just excel as like a slot type guy. I might, my comp to him. And I know is it shouldn't really be a comp, I guess, because they're different level players, but um, you remember Jalen Darn from North Texas? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that was kind of my kind of comp there. And I think, I mean, obviously Jalen Darden was like, you know, awesome. Draft, got drafted in the fourth round. First North Texas player to get drafted in like 20 years. But uh, like <laughs> that was the type of player I saw um, in Aaron Anderson. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, I, I think if that's who they end up with, that would be huge. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Aaron Anderson, if he can impact the return game in, in a huge way, I mean, that is worth the price of admission as far as him coming back to LSU. I mean, that's what he was brought in to do. Um, and if they can find some creative ways to get him the ball with this receiving core that they already have in place, then even better. So, yeah. And uh, last thing, uh, real quick, I, I know I'll be asked about the cornerbacks ranked here. Um, obviously, Zy Alexander, Deuce Chestnut, eight and seven. Um, I do have those one, one rating below J.K. Johnson. I don't know. I think J.K. Johnson has a higher ceiling um and i'm not just saying that because of his high school rating but i mean when i watched those games with ohio state where he played a lot i think in the five games he did play last year i mean i watched him against penn state i think there is a real chance jk johnson can be really solid for this team um 
this year because of his his upside. So I that's why I have him a little bit above them. And I mean Zion Deuce, I'm still pretty relatively high on. Well, good stuff. Well, Matty B, thanks for breaking down the transfer portal rankings. Hope you guys enjoyed this edition of the Bengal Tiger Portal Podcast. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the championship games in the NFL this weekend. Uh, Matty B, you're off to LSU Baseball's uh, press conference, so be sure to check it out on the site as um, plenty to come from Jay Johnson and co. as they get ready for a huge 2023 campaign. I mean, expectations through the roof. We'll talk a lot about them, I'm sure, on future podcasts. So for Matthew Bruni, I'm Billy Ambody. Have a great weekend and hit that subscribe button to the Bengal Tiger YouTube channel. We are almost to 3,000 subscribers. Hit that subscribe button. Appreciate all you guys who have already done so. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Have a good one. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.